Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern Ned Reynolds back in the studio on a Wednesday morning. So I got word that Mike Evans is appealing his suspension <laughs> for one game for punching a guy in the face. Is uh, Willie Gay Jr. doing the same thing? don't think he's made a final decision yet as to whether or not to appeal, but he has to here in the next few days. I don't think he's going to. You think he's just going to let it ride? Yeah, because he had the option and exercised the option of having counseling and so forth and so on, and the NFL still decided to giving the four-game penalty, so I would suspect they'd say, okay, fine, but we've exhausted all possibilities, so you're sitting on four games. Oh, God, I'm, I'm coming I'm a better time. I do not know that that's the situation. Yeah, okay, guess. well, how uh, how are we looking going into Indianapolis on Sunday? Chiefs are only a six-and-one-half-point favorite. That's pretty good. Well, considering the fact that Indianapolis was shut out 24 nothing last week by the Jaguars, that is very good. The, uh, the Chiefs are playing very well. They're a good football team. They're going to do well. Six-and-a-half-point pick. And the power ratings, do you have them uh, listed there? We are number two yes. still. Behind the Buffalo Bills. This is very interesting. And uh, I'll tell you, this, this is rather interesting in a lot of respects because it's Buffalo, Kansas City, and then the Philadelphia Eagles after that. The Eagles have been very impressive in their first two games. We mentioned this before, and Nick Sirianni, their coach, his in-laws live here in town in Springfield, so he is here on uh, on occasion. And I wouldn't be surprised if the in-laws weren't there for the opener against the Minnesota Vikings, but over and above that, Philadelphia has a very nice team. This is boiling up uh, to be a, a pretty good little football season coming up. Only two teams in the AFC remain undefeated, Chiefs and Bills. Most of the other undefeated teams are in the NFC, which is a little now, scary for me. Will they be undefeated when they play each other? Well, <laughs> that and oh, can you imagine? Oh man, that will be a another bout. Like I said last year, that game between the two teams was, in my opinion, the Super Bowl. No, it was a great. Oh game. my God, it was unbelievable. The um, one where uh, Tyreek Hill went just uh, every, yards every, and everyone thirteen went. seconds to go in the game yeah. and scores the touchdown. That's pretty good. That's what you want. Um, all right. Sad note in the baseball world. Let's talk about Maury. Maury Wills was in his time, which was the late 50s and early 1960s, the best baseball stealer in the game. Wills came up with the Los Angeles Dodgers, not a great heralded star, signed out of the high school from Washington, D.C., and made the team in 1958 or 59, somewhere around there. But it was 1962 when he had his tremendous year. Set the major league record for stolen bases in a season, 104, broke the record of Ty Cobb which had stood, Mike, since 1916, 47 years. Well, Maury Wills broke it. His record, his single-season record, was later broken by Lou Brock about 12 years later up in St. Louis. Wills could do all that. He had the one magnificent season, was the National League Most Valuable Player in 1962, and the Dodgers, of course, were a a championship-level team back then. Wills, a good player, uh, did kind of tail off rather rapidly in his career, mainly, and he will, would have admitted this too, uh, because of alcohol and, and drug usage abuse, uh, he later corrected himself. But the fact is, his major league career kind of slowed up. For instance, I'll give you an example. He had the 104 stolen bases in 62, finished with 536 for his career. The record is Ricky Henderson, and it's almost a thousand stolen bases more than that. That that gives you an idea of how much Maury and Maury's career kind of folded a little bit. Did coach, coach for the Dodgers, was a good coach, solid ball player. His son, Bump Wills, of course, played Major League Baseball as well. 
But Maury Wills, 89, leaving us yesterday. And that's a sad note. He was, in his time, one of the best. He was, definitely. And uh, another example of why you shouldn't do drugs. Uh, last but not least, you shouldn't uh, spend all your money uh, gambling over the weekends. But I know Ned had a good one. So now let's talk about the odds. Mizzou, Arkansas, and MSU going into the weekend. Missouri plays Auburn down in uh, Alabama, and neither of these teams is very good at all. Auburn, as a matter of fact, wants to fire their coach, Ryan Harson. He's had a tough time down there, but Auburn is a seven-point favorite over Missouri going into that game. I can't buy that one. We'll see what happens. Interestingly enough, Arkansas and Texas A&M play, and they play at Jerry's World. That's where they play every year. And Texas A&M, the Aggies, two-point favorite. FCS games or Division I AA are not put on the books by the guys out in Vegas. That's historic. They never have. They do toward the uh, postseason. They'll, they'll rate the games then, but in the regular season, they do not. So we'll use the Reynolds rating system. Here. <laughs> the old double R. Uh, Missouri State versus South Dakota State. Great game coming up. I would rate going into this game the Bears. I'd put them two and a half to three point favorite in this one. It'll be a terrific football game. South Dakota State's defense is really, really good. Their offense, sporadic, but they can score. Isaiah Davis, Missouri Gatorade Player of the Year at Joplin, plays for them, the Jackrabbits, not us down here. Why Why is that the case? Can't answer that question. But over and above that, South Dakota State, which plays here 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon, is formidable. I think the Bears win. So, Cardinals out west in San Diego last night. They get the dub? No, they did not. And not a good showing at all. This team's in a it's, – it's a mini. I'm going to classify that as mini because they are better than this. But they are in a mini slump right now. They got – they got it handed to him by Cincinnati in a couple of games over the weekend. And last night, the Padres beat the Cardinals 5 nothing. Mike Clevenger and three others were uh, the authors of the shutout of the Cardinals. And he's saying, who's Mike Clevenger? He's been around, gang. He's been in Major League Baseball since 2016. Not a great star, but able to handle the Cardinals. And 5 to nothing on five hits. Well, that doesn't resonate very well. Does not hurt the Cardinals as far as the division's concerned. They're going to win that division probably in the next... Oh, four or five or six days, somewhere around there. They'll put the clincher on it, but they don't have it yet. And they would like to get their game back in order. Albert, of course, didn't have had a couple of hits, but he did not have any home runs, obviously. 5 nothing in favor of the San Diego Padres. They play again tonight. Um, what about the Royals and the Twins? Well, the Royals, interestingly enough, gave the Minnesota Twins a 3 nothing lead in their game up in Kansas City. Minnesota, in the month of September, has been in an absolute free fall. They were in contention. Matter of fact, they had the lead in the American League Central Division earlier this month. They don't have it now. They've been losing right and left. Royals had a, or, uh, Twins had a 3 nothing lead. Royals overcame that and beat Minnesota 6-5. Rocco Baldelli, the Minnesota manager, is very much less than happy benched his young superstar midway through the game for not hustling and had some problems on that ball club. Royals will take it. Royals get the win 6-5. God, you gotta worry about a professional athlete hustling. You wouldn't think so. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, Mike, that, I think that's testimony to not, not just in sports, but in uh, a lot of respects to how we handle things. Young kids who have a lot of talent and all that, they tend to be giving, they, they want to be mollycoddled. Yeah, and but you can't do it. I don't man. give a damn what the situation is. You cannot do it. Earn what you earn, my man, by hard work. 
The journey is more important than the prize. All right, last but not least, where are we at the home run count right now? Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge and Babe Ruth. Step aside, Babe Ruth. Aaron Judge hit number 60 last night, and he hit it in the ninth inning when the New York Yankees came from way behind and beat the Pittsburgh Pirates at Yankee Stadium 9-8. Pirates had this game won, 8-4 in the ninth inning, and the Yankees rally, and the Judge home run was one of the big hits. Number 60. He has two more to break the record held by Roger Maris. Maris hit 61 in 1961. Of course, that was the first year for the 162 games, as everybody remembers. But over and above that, Judge can really, really hit. And he has 60 home runs. He's the real deal. Albert, you know, the fact that the Cardinals were shut out will tell you that he didn't hit any last night. Stays at, oh, uh, 698 is his number, but I really think he's going to get over 700 somewhere along the line, especially considering the fact that the Cardinals' final six games of the year, which are coming up next week, are against Pittsburgh. Three in St. Louis, three in Pittsburgh, back-to-back. Somewhere, he's going to get 700 and more. I hope you're right about that. He's got a little bit of time left to do it. Unlike us, we're out of time. I'll see you tomorrow.